very good morning, all. It's breakfast with Pat and Heels on this Friday, March 1. Heels, start of a brand new month. Yeah. All the leaplings got their birthday done. <laughs> they did. There was a wedding I saw on the news last night. Was there? Yeah. Yeah. They jumped into it. Hey, we're brought to you by Burbank Homes. They are the builders you can trust. You can bank on Burbank Homes and, of course, Hyundai, the all-new Hyundai Kona N-Line. Yeah, very nice, very mm-hmm. nice. Um, the weddings, if you if you were a Leapling wedding, mm. would you get an anniversary present every March 1 um, or your partner? Oh, yeah, I think you'd have to, wouldn't you? You'd be in trouble. Mm. Mm. Maybe, unless you come up with They would expect something. Pre-leap year <laughs> agreement. Uh, once in four years. A pre-leap. It'd be hard to remember every four years. A little pre-leap. <laughs> yeah. Hey, big show today. Obviously, with the, plenty of concentration on what's happening in Vegas. They're all there now. The teams have arrived. Uh, the trophy. The, uh, the trophy's oh, there. Gordy standing right next to it. Thousands of fans have jetted in. Uh, oh, yeah, the excitement levels are really high. We're going to have Corey Parker along uh, after 8 o'clock today. He'll talk us right the way mm. through all this. Uh, it's going to be very exciting. We're looking forward to it. I mean, the most hyped round one uh, that I can ever remember. It's, yeah, well, and uh, it's we can concentrate with on the fluff. Corey can do this He'll substance. do the serious stuff. Sounds yeah. like we read 38,000 have been sold now. They're saying five to seven or something yeah. uh, walk-ins. Oh, come on, let's try to get 50. It'll be, it'll be lovely. I mean, I think, I think they'd be happy with 40, wouldn't they? Yeah, and, I reckon. No, no they, yeah, they sound very happy with whatever they get. Um, but, you know, they they hand stuff out on the strip all the time, yeah. don't they? Oh, yeah. Like my, my son, Tom. It's normally was, not to go to football games. Though. That's right. right? <laughs> so my, my son, Tom, he was uh, only little when we were there, family mm. holiday. I could, he might have been eight. Mm. And he got picked up by a, a police horse. <laughs> you know, the policeman on a horse saying, hey, hey, he just accepted a ticket from someone to get into something, a club of some description, and and he got in trouble. <laughs> He'll never do that again, probably. Uh, uh, no, that's exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> and I think it's happened to a lot of people who've gone there. Hey, uh, as Alyssa Smith told us yesterday, uh, Marty Powell almost certainly is going to start. So the Bronx are going to opt for experience. We look at Xavier Williamson compared to Marty Tapao. Marty, 242 NRL games. Big Xavier, just 11. So, you know, 230-odd games difference there. I wonder where that came from. I mean, it was predicted three nights ago, mm. maybe more, but why did they do it this way? I wonder. I'm not sure. Maybe he just wanted to uh, to mull over it. I mean, look, they know what's happening. Uh, yeah, but why put the why yeah. put the twenty two onto Powers back? Yeah, and then when everyone knows you're swapping it, yeah. Payne Haas spoke about it, and he basically said, "You know, it's going to be brutal up front." For a bash up in the middle, and yeah, actually can't wait for it. So, get to test ourselves against some of the best middles this weekend. Yeah, mm. so you know you've got Lenny and Collins against Haas and Corey Jensen. Uh, you've got Radley against Carrigan, the two thirteens. You've got the two nines, Brandon Smith and Billy Walters, and the second rowers are uh, Wong and Tupanua and uh, Ricky and Pia Cura. I mean, it's a, it's a mouth-watering matchup. It just just the forwards. And, of course, the, the, the back lines, the, the two back lines are, uh, are brilliant as well. So, yeah, look, it'll, it'll be a great game. Funny. I'm, I'm a bit worried. Yeah, why? Because <laughs> the Roosters are going to go all right. Of course That's I'm what I'm worried right. about. Well, it's and Trent, Robin, Trent Robinson's vowing to be a better coach this year as well. Mm. Oh, we don't need that. We've got a couple of little stats on our side. So since Robinson's reign began in 2013, Roosters have only won three of 11 round one matches. So I don't know. They, they tend to be slow starters. So he wants to get that right. Yeah. We've won three of our last four round ones. 
Roosters well, have got the That's not a very good sample size. Why are we saying that? We're doing 11, well, we had 11 ordinary, for the Roosters and only four sample size for us. Well, we had some ordinary years before that. Yeah, I, I decided so, not to go back ah, any further. Than that. So we've had, we've had three out of 11 as well. <laughs> um, they've had the wood overall recently. They've won six of the last nine, but, of course, we gave them a fair touch-up at the Gabba in round 22. So our most recent outing is a 32-10 win over the Roosters. Not that that counts for much at all mm. come Sunday afternoon. But, uh, look, they're, they're all looking forward to it. Um, Payne Haas is saying, you know, look, you know, get Marty in there and, and, and bring it on. Selwyn Cobbo in the centres, first time in an NRL match. Yeah, lucky but, uh, Yeah, but the, the nerves aren't a problem for him. I don't really get nervous. I was, I guess I was more nervous at my 21st. My dad always told me, play a footy game like just a normal game and nerves doesn't kick in anymore. And good how good. Mm. Oh, geez, that's lucky. So I guess one of his uh, bad habits might be getting complacent. You know, he hasn't got the, the nervous edge to him every week. But so sometimes he might get a bit, you know, uh, chilled. Mm. But I wonder, wonder what he was so nervous for in his 21st. His speech, I wonder. Yeah, you do get nervous. <laughs> don't you? Why do we get nervous at weddings and and mm. birthdays. So much to talk about today. 13 13 55 is our Suncorp Home Resilience Open Line, or you can text us 0467 736 736. As I said, we've got Corey Parker coming up after 8 o'clock uh, to join us for a big preview of these two NRL games in Vegas. Um, Do we go after 8? Why? Oh, I thought I'd settle in and watch the cricket. Uh, what you can do on again, Paddy, eight o'clock. Oh. Yeah, it'll be the oh, hopefully the Mamba is still there, the green Mamba that yeah. uh, Australia did pretty well on yesterday. I'm going to say very well. Yeah, well, Casper, uh, who's pretty good on a green top in his day, uh, oh. he'll be joining us as well to have a chat about it. Um, I would I would imagine Hills that this has probably been the last cricket you'll watch the hour in the studio this morning while you're finishing the show because after that you uh, jump on a uh, a big jet airliner and head north. Uh, for fun and games with your old mate. Oh, the cricket will be a very big part of it, mate. Like what you don't. Not from what I've heard. You don't have those fun and games before <laughs> ten, and you get the first session in New Zealand. But you'll be sleeping. eight o'clock till ten, and bang, <laughs> off we go down to the bowls club or the pub where yes. Jimmy Mars Festival fiftieth. Oh God! Oh, he, my goodness! He called the other day to run me through it. So there is a gathering of cricketing luminaries somewhere in the uh, the centre of this state on the coastline. <laughs> and they, they gathered for about... Who won't about be three, very luminescent. Three or four days. At times. For Marvo's birthday party. So Heels is heading to that. But yes, look, I tell you what, it was a, I, I loved it. And, and I, yes. you, you know I've been looking forward to this test match for a long time, uh, much more so than I was uh, the, the two touring teams here, Pakistan and the West Indies. Uh, and we got the green top. Uh, we, we got through lunch to lunch, only losing Smith for 31. We thought, hello, well, we're settled in. And then they went bang, the Kiwis. Mm. And we went from one for 65 just after lunch to four for 89. Marnus and Travis Head just won a piece. Usman out for 33. So that the game changed then. And then we had the fight back. Mitch Marsh, 40 off 39. Cam Green with, with a wonderful century uh, with his 103. So uh, it was it was fabulous. So... Um, look, those early wickets heels, um, have we got worries over Marnus? Let's have a listen to, to Marnus departing. In the second, Lubbershane edging and he's caught at first slip. Cougar line strikes and Lubbershane's long innings comes to an end with just one run to his name. 
caught by Daryl Mitchell, low down to his left. He looks he looks to be in defensive mode at the moment. Yeah, d- definitely that. But you're allowed to be in defensive mode on that wicket, mm. and the ball was swinging and quite late at times for his in his 27 balls because you see that. Uh, when an out-of-form batsman comes into bat, you see the New Zealanders lift, the opponent lifts, the ball starts swinging, the slips go, oh, 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 and, and it all starts. That's what you've got to get through. He looked terrible. Mm. Even when he left the ball, he made the right decision to leave ball through to the keeper. He was still stumbling around the crease. And he, to me, his grip's changed. He's he's not stable on his feet. And he's he got some half volleys that you're allowed to defend. I'm not I'm not saying the shot was that he could have been driving driving it. Two mm. two balls that could have been driven. He played this like indoor cricket defensive shot yeah. where he slammed the bat on the top of the ball and 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 uh, he, he just wasn't right. And I'm hoping that's rock bottom. Yeah, well, Usman, yeah, I think we all are. Usman soaked up 118 balls, so he, he was yeah. valuable at the top just keeping us together. I mean, we'd only scored 60-odd uh, until lunch, but then he got a, a beauty from Henry, played all around him. A bit of refreshment with drinks after this over as he goes full, and he's bowled! Maybe an inside edge. Kawaja has failed the exam. He's gone. Out. And Matt Henry has bowled an absolute gem. Gone for 33, 88 for the loss of three. So from none for 61, we're now three for 88. Travis Head, who I'd boldly predicted would fire up and be ready to go, uh, he didn't last long. Uh, Rook passes umpire, Goff and bowls, and Head pushes at one. He's missed it. He's caught behind for one. O'Rook is in the book at the perfect time. Travis Head from the get-go was trying to get bat on ball, get a feel for the game and get the game moving again in his direction. But playing at one, he should have been leaving. Four for 89, New Zealand, right on top, Grant Elliott. Have we got this top order right? I heard Barrett come on uh, not long after that and just go through. This is not the first time in this summer that the Australian top order have looked brittle. Uh, he said, I don't know, have we got the mix right? And there was a little bit of a, a question mark over that. Hmm? Uh, at the end of the day, we got it right. 279, that's a great score yep. on that wicket. So... Travis Head's been great. He's just hit a bit of a wall this summer. That's nothing. And again, it's difficult batting. The ball stopped, didn't stop swinging all day. Yeah. And and they didn't. They hardly. They needed. They didn't need to take the new ball. Of course, you're going to take the new ball at the 80th over and the 81st over. But the old ball was doing much. That's when Cameron Green went smack, smack, smack three fours with the new ball. Yeah. Um, and they didn't bowl very well. They didn't book in the day well at all, the Kiwis. The first session was no good. They beat Usman Kawaja 15 times, they reckon. Yeah. That's no good. You need to be fuller. Stop beating him and get nick him. Nick him off. And when they got it right up there, it was a very drivable ball, but it swung in and uh, he was just waiting for it and missed it. So they didn't bowl very well early or late. Yeah, um, so, so I think I think there's there can't be any criticism of our top order. That is a very hard day, as you said. You saw none for sixty one. Yep. You you walk off at lunch and you think, oh, what a great session. You look up, you're twenty five not out. It's a nightmare for batters. Yeah, and uh, they a lot of good work done by Smith and Kawaja, and then you're going to lose wickets. If they had a bowled well at the start of the day, you, you would have lost wickets as well. Mm-hmm. Um, one from Stu here on the text line. Morning, guys. Cam Green showed the benefits of a good technique 
on a challenging wicket that uh, innings that really boosts his confidence. Uh, and, and now we maybe can see what we all think he can do. Uh, Marnus seems to be just overthinking it these days. Time to calm down and get back to basics. Stu from Jim Boomba there. So, yeah, good call, Stu. Yeah. He's got to hit the ball. Yep. He's got to hit it. Watch it and hit it. But Cameron Green, he's all, all of a sudden got a great technique. Yeah. Right? Like, gee, the doubters have been out there. Uh, and there's been three different headlines about him. He's been the saviour. He's he silenced the doubters. He's been the deliverer. He's been the golden boy. And and a week ago, he was dropped. Yeah. I just do not like that about, <laughs> you know, the, the so little trust in a selection of Cam Green that, you know, the selectors know what he's got. And he, what he had yesterday, Paddy, is a lot of luck. Yeah. Yeah. I watched a fair bit of the innings yesterday. How many times you get beaten on the inside by yeah. big off-cutters, right? On the outside, playing Miss Squared Up, went yeah. through to the keeper. you got to remember all that. That's luck. But that's going to happen on those green tops, Yes. Yeah. Yes, that's what I'm saying. And Three batsmen didn't have luck, but the one who goes on to make 100, make the most of your luck yeah. and, and forget about your luck. And to be fair, Marnus had a bit of that, a bit of that luck earlier earlier on in his career. That's right, yeah. right. So, so Green's techniques always been good, but he's the one that got through missing big inside edges and and great deliveries. Yeah. So as did Usman, but but yeah, today it's going to be on again. Waiting, Ooh. waiting patiently is Vanessa. Morning. Good morning. Happy Friday. Same to you. Now in the spotlight today, house prices and especially here in Brisbane. So the latest stats from February show nationally there was a rise of. 0.6% across the country. House prices now uh, across Australia, 6% more than a year ago. But here's the crazy stat. Brisbane house prices since the start of the pandemic are up 60% in just a few short years. These it's just gone absolutely through the you roof. You feel for the kids, don't you? Yeah, it just keeps on rising. And there's extra confidence around at the moment with expectations that rates could start coming down again later in the year. So, you know, it looks like that these prices might hang around for a little while. But, yeah, when you just look at that stat that shows just how much in a few years it's gone up, it really is incredible. Now, the Bureau of Meteorology has released its uh, long-range forecast for the next Next few months for Australia, it's the first day of autumn. Mm -hmm. Happy autumn, pinch and a punch. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Thank goodness that summer is now behind us, but don't get too excited (laughs) because what the bomb is telling us is that we are likely to see temperatures above median for almost all of the country over autumn and rainfall is likely to be below median. So, look, we've we've seen these hot conditions over the past few months uh, and that will continue um, and those night temperatures as well, they're saying, will continue to be fairly warm. Have you, have you got something lighter for us to finish this off? I mean... <laughs> I don't actually. Because... Sweltering at night, no one can afford to buy a house. <laughs> and Only all... a little profit of gloom to start off. And autumn. also, nobody can afford to buy broccoli. Now I've that's. Seen that, yeah. <laughs> um, now we're not blaming the price gouging for this. No. This time, as as we're blaming a lot of these supermarket items for. But no, you might notice if you're cooking up your stir fry this weekend, broccoli uh, paying up to eleven dollars a kilo for the staple vegetable. But it's because of uh, growing conditions 
conditions, storms, humidity and hail at certain times in Victoria and Queensland over December and January. So that's been a big surge. Uh, they, the price is also up for things like cauliflower, cabbage, broccolini. But they're saying by next week we should, should start to see some reprieve as those um, crops start moving through uh, over the worst of it. Good. So, All right. Look, Be- sorry. <laughs> sorry to be Can you find something else for later news? on the show to, to lighten us up a little bit? <laughs> okay. All right. Thanks, Vanessa. We need a break. We'll be back. On Patton Heels for Breakfast, it's time for the Racing Queensland update. Racing action continues every day across the Sunshine State. Check out racingqueensland.com.au for where Queensland is racing today. Eagle Farm tomorrow, headquarters. Chris Delton joining us. Good morning, Chris. Good morning, Patty. Good morning, Heels. And that's uh, music to my ears, Eagle Farm. Yes, you music love Eagle Farm, ears. don't you? You do. <laughs> I would love us to race at Eagle Farm every Wednesday and every Saturday, forever. <laughs> hey, plenty of interest. Forever. Plenty of interest down south as well. We've got the Magic Millions winner backing up Storm Boy, ready to go oh, again. Yes. And of course, we've got Fangirl in the very elegant stakes. It'll be a bit of emotion around that one. I would imagine if uh, if J Mac and Waller can win with Fangirl in the very elegant tomorrow. Oh yeah, definitely the case uh, with that name race named after. The great mayor, of course, the Melbourne Cup winning mayor. But uh, you mentioned Storm Boy as well, Paddy. And, yeah, what are we, three weeks away, I think, from the Golden Slipper. So it all starts here for Storm Boy. He's the one out of the stable that's uh, the most highly rated. He's, if you listen to everyone, he's supposed to be the second coming of uh, Winks and Farlap <laughs> and every single horse we've had. So I hope he wins tomorrow. I think he probably will. But um, really, really keen to see how he goes. Very, very exciting times. So we've got uh, a few of our two-year-olds in the in the opener tomorrow. Um, a little bit of a wrap around an, another Van Dyke two-year-old in Wowzino. Uh, Wowzino, yeah, look, going okay. Trial was all right. Um, Maloney jumps on, which is always a good guy. We saw that with All Inclusive last Saturday. Look, if uh, if Wowzino's above average, could quite easily win that first race tomorrow because apart from the top two. I don't think the others are up to much chop. So uh, I think Enterprise Defence probably the hardest to beat. Has that form at Eagle Farm, but yeah, interesting to see how well Zeno goes. No, mm. I'll tell you what, he'll uh, he'll have the pen sharpened now, or the pencil sharpened his heels, because he will be leaving shortly after the show today to join, uh, as I mentioned, a, uh, a guest list of cricketing luminaries up in central Queensland for Jimmy Ma's birthday extravaganza, and I I'm guessing. That a few dollars invested tomorrow on the Eagle Farm meeting uh, will be a part of the activities. Yes, we've got a group group punting club, mm-hmm. and some of us won't be that luminescent come race nine, Chris. <laughs> but- well, it's, it's funny you should say that because I was going for quality rather than quantity tomorrow, and my two best bets are in the last two races. <laughs> oh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, well, we'll concentrate on those two first, and they are race nine, number two, Sharp Dazzler. Now, this is uh, a promising gal- a galloper from the Sears camp who has won his last two. Now, he won here over 1,600 metres two weeks ago, and he was very strong to the line. So they had him accepted for two races tomorrow, race two over 18.35 and race nine over 1,400. I thought if he ran in race two, he was absolute moral. Best of good things. But unfortunately, they've scratched him and they're going to run the stable-made jungle print. So he goes around in race nine, back to 1,400 metres, probably not ideal. But when you look at the opposition, they're not that strong. It's Eagle Farm. He can sit there quietly and be wound up in the straight. 
I still think he'll get home over the top of them. So I'm, I'm going to stick with him. Race nine, number two, Sharp Dazzler. Mm-hmm. And this is the one you might be looking for, Heels. Late in the day, 5.47 Queensland time. Race 10, number 14, Lady Ladar. I've been following her for a little while. She gets to 1,600 metres on the big track tomorrow. Two runs this time in have both been very, very good. She'll be around double figures. I think each way you can't go wrong with her. Late race 10, number oh. 14, Lady Ladar. Oh, thanks, Chris. I'll make a hero of myself. Bet early. Well, hopefully, the, hopefully the case because uh, my form in the last couple of weeks has been a little bit ordinary. So... <laughs> We'll turn it around at Eagle Farm. You're ready to strike back. All right, there's your two best for the day. Race 9, the 2, race 10, the 14, uh, and you'll get double-figure odds about that one. Uh, a, a very, very quick traffic update on the highway down. Uh, just coming into North Lakes now, so, so far, so good. Uh, within two minutes, it could be completely different, but at this stage, it's quite okay, guys. All right, and you'll be down uh, to do your show uh, very shortly with Sammy. Uh, look forward to it, mate. Uh, enjoy the trip. We'll see you in the uh, in the studio very shortly, and Hills will wait until late to get the money tomorrow <laughs> at Eagle Farm. Thanks, Thanks Chris. Chris. Thanks, guys. Cheers. It's Friday, March 1. It's Breakfast with Patton Hills, and we're brought to you by Burbank Homes, the builder you can trust. Bank on Burbank Homes and a Hyundai. The all-new Hyundai Kona N-Line is out right now. I'm in a little Hyundai at the moment, Heels. I picked you up this morning. In a the, little. The Ionic 6. Right on. God, they're quiet, aren't they? Hey? Very quiet. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, I tell you, I've, I've driven a hybrid for a long time, and this total electric car that you've got, mm. it, you can knock so many people over in shopping centres, <laughs> tell you. Boom. So don't you keep your, head, keep your head up, everyone, when these electric cars come in, mm. I tell you. I've gone from a, a raucous V8 to trying out the Hyundai. The team at Hyundai has installed me in one of these just to drive around. I'm having fun so far. Well, it's good. Mm, yeah. um, couple Look of texts. Story Bridge. Georgie's looking forward to uh, Sunday, and then he hasn't even mentioned the cricket. Big Sunday coming up, lads. Tottenham into SVG, into Vegas doubleheader into the Bahrain F1 GP, mm. plus the cricket, George. Don't forget about that. So <laughs> uh, well, Tottenham finally get to go around again. Yeah. Played for weeks, have they? A bit of a break, eh? Mm. Um, well, they had a game postponed, didn't they? Yeah, because uh, who, who made the playoff? Mm. Somewhere else. Hey, we've got... Uh, we'll, have, uh, we'll have Michael Kasperitz coming up uh, on the show uh, as well to, to talk about all the uh, the test action. And just after the break, Hills, one of our favourite Reds, yeah. If not our favourite, Red, Harry Wilson. Big H. Joining. Hey, talk about F1, mm. uh, as George was there. It's sort of gone from being the most stable it's been ever. The first set of drivers to, mm. to race back-to-back seasons, right? But now there's about six in the mix already. It's starting to become very chaotic. And with the Red Bull dramas that have been part of that, Jacques Villeneuve, what about him? Giving it to Daniel Ricciardo. <laughs> Giving it to Ricciardo, hey, I saw He's that. only in there because of his smile. <laughs> and his social media following. Come on. So, so Ricardo, you can make him, him sort of eat his words. Uh, and he's saying there, heaps of, heaps of youngsters are uh, faster than uh, Ricardo and not on the grid. Um, they're sort of saying Ricardo might r- make Red Bull halfway through the season. So they're saying that. And for that to happen, um, uh, Sergio Perez has got to be underwhelming again. Uh, what is that name? Visa Cash App RB. What's RB? Red Bull. Red Bull, Red Bull right? Yeah. So Visa Cash App Red, Red Bull, that's the but name I always of Ricardo's So that's team. their new team name. It's a yeah. joke. Yeah. So, um, and they're talking up Jack Doohan. 
Jack Doohan's impressing and might find himself on the grid a third Aussie. Yeah, there's, <laughs> a, there's a stack of them around that uh, the Kiwi driver who filled in for a while last year, that Liam uh, Lawson. He's very, very good. So, oh. yeah, there's... Well, now this Antonelli's coming in. Mercedes might replace Hamilton with a 17-year-old. Mm. Hey, So these are all the rumours that have come uh, thick and fast since the stability was talked about. Um, I think, um, and they're talking about the Norris and Piastri relationship, just a time bomb. Yeah. Mm. Well, on mm. the surface, they seem to be getting along, don't they? And but Renault, it all starts... Renault, who's been slow since 2016 coming in, could be having their worst season ever. Mm. Well, mm. it all starts in Bahrain at the weekend, so that's all part of this yes. big weekend that George is looking forward to. And, he, and as I said, he didn't even mention the cricket, but uh, there's a lot on, including that Vegas doubleheader. And as I said, Corey Parker will be joining us a little later on. Hey, uh, the uh, the trial game's finished uh, in the uh, AFL overnight. Uh, Lions good, 12-9-81, beating the Swans 8-8-56. Funny. Funny night it was at uh, Blacktown. I think we've got time to, to play this, uh, haven't we, Matty? Just, uh, it didn't quite start out the way they planned at Blacktown last night for this trial. In footy. And this was just moments ago. We're in Blacktown and it was a blackout just before the game gets underway. We lost power. The light's going yes. off. Uh, so it could be a little bit hard to play for. Well, it follows Brisbane around. Brisbane's it the Vegas side when it comes to the lights <laughs> going out. It happened last year against Melbourne. And Melbourne nearly overran them. They had to go inside for about 40 minutes. Uh, yes, that was. So the game was delayed, but they also had to call a snake catcher to uh, to catch it to remove a snake from the ground pre-match. So it was, uh, yeah, it was uh, plenty of well, drama. Do you have to here. nominate when you go through the turnstiles? I'm a snake catcher. <laughs> I'm thinking he probably didn't have to pay to go. Well, like doctors, the doctors, yeah, I'm, I'm the, the <laughs> ground doctor today, and I'm the ground snake catcher. So the Lions were good. Uh, McCluggage was outstanding again, but not so good for the Suns. The Giants, 15-15-105, always in control of the Suns, 9-7-61. We'll talk more about that as the morning unfolds. Coming up to 6.37, take a break because we want to get to or Big H the, uh, the other side of this. Let's go straight into a preview of our Super Round in Super Rugby. They're all in Melbourne. The Reds will take on the Hurricane Sunday afternoon. Can't wait for this. Harry Wilson, a very good morning to you. Morning, Pat. How are you? I'm very well, mate. I'm very well. Looking forward to this, and I know the stats, our stats against New Zealand teams and our stats against the the Hurricanes aren't great, but uh, that counts for nothing come Sunday, does it? Yeah, no, exactly that. Obviously, yeah, we don't have the best record against them, but I guess for us, we're just pretty pretty excited to, I guess, rip in the Hurricanes after, I guess, a good performance round one. And, yeah, it's a new year with... Um with a lot of new players and coaches here, so we're pretty excited to for our first battle against the Kiwi team. Hey, Harry, this Super Rugby round, are there any other teams in the same hotel as you, for example, or more than one, more than two? Yeah. Yeah, no, it's quite quite weird. There's only about two or three teams at least, at least in your hotel. So, But <sighs> we're playing Sunday Arvo, so we'll probably be coming in when the, I guess, Friday night team leaves and it's all, it's all a bit different, but you see a few familiar faces there. Yeah, there'll be no food left. <laughs> Imagine the food bill <laughs> yeah. of that hotel through the weekend. My goodness, big men everywhere. Yeah, there's a McDonald's not too far away. So <laughs> yeah, let's see people be going there. Well, let's hope Les Kiss is not listening to this interview. <laughs> <laughs> but the, um, yeah, you know, it, it's... It sounds like you're, you know, you're looking forward to having some fun down there. But uh, against New South Wales, out on the field under serious pressure, it looked like fun for you, blokes. Yeah, no, it was good. We we always knew against first thing 
bursting the tires around one. There was going to be situations in the game where we're under pressure, and I thought on the weekend we really thrived in it. And we know uh, we're going to have to go up another level or two against Hurricanes. They had a very good win against Forks round one. So um, we'll be put under pressure a fair bit this weekend, but hopefully, I guess we can thrive in it and yeah, put our best foot forward. What are the differences life under Les Kiss? Yeah, well, I guess um, there's, there's a lot of detail in, in our game plan and attack ND, and um, that's been something he's been really big on. And I guess for us, we're, we're really trying to back our skills, throw the ball around, and it's been something which everyone's been enjoying. And um, no, he's, he's quite quite a calm person, but I guess when he gets to when he gets around to the game time, he gets pretty fired up. So it's been it's been pretty cool to play under so far. Does he? And w- what about these levels? You might have to lift to this week against the Hurricanes. Where where does the pressure come on from these good New Zealand sides? Yeah, well, it's definitely always always in the back end of games. They always try and lift, but I guess for us, they got a pretty pretty good forward pack with um with some big some big names in the back line. So um, it's sort of a challenge we're, we're relishing at this stage of the year. We've obviously had a good win. We've got all players fit and healthy, so we can't wait to I guess rip in them. And when I got players like Geordie Barrett in the back line, you really got to yeah. probably focus on him and do everything you can to stop and slow him down. Hey, I've I've seen uh, the commentators were sort of saying you got pushed around a little bit in your scrum, and then I've also seen where you won the scrum. How did you think the scrum went and your set pieces in general? Yeah, we were, we were really happy about that piece. Um, if you go off the trial game against Waratahs, we did get pushed around a little bit, so it was a big focus going into round one against them. And I thought Zane Nongor and uh, Alex Hodgman and Matt Fez did a really good job. and. Mm. I just laid a good platform for us and we got a fair few penalties there and then obviously at line out time and more time was a real a really big strength for us where we got a lot of pain and scored a couple of tries from. So uh, as a forward group we're pretty pretty pumped on the weekend with how how I guess our set piece went. Yeah, okay. And then of course you're not scared of the scrum wheeling now. You wheel it on purpose and you put the ball between your legs and Tate McDermott scores a try. <laughs> Is that a did you yeah, rehearse no, that? Oh uh, no, I guess we've me and Tate have done that quite a bit over the years when uh, the scrum's going weird. You just throw it between your legs and know he'll be there. So, yeah, right. Yes, I'm, I'm quite lucky he, he stuck to that or it would have been a little bit embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> he hit the linesman. <laughs> yeah. Hey, he would have scored. Where, where's your mindset this year? I mean, where are you, you know, where, where are your biggest fans here? But you've taken a couple of hits on, on the Wallabies front. I mean, what, what sort of mindset do you take into this year? Is it, is it to try and prove to the new regime at the Wallabies that, that I deserve to be there? Or are you, you know, a little bit of the cliche game at a time type thing? Yeah, well, I'd be lying if it wasn't in, in the back of my head. And I guess for me, I really want to try and dominate this year and, not really giving them an option but not to pick me, but I'm very aware that I need to be consistent week in, week out with Reds and I think with with us winning games this year could could really help my boat and the uh, and a fair few of the other boys. So um, it, it's kind of perfect. So it, you know, I guess it's in it's in my own hands and in our team's hands and it's just saying what we want to do is win as many games as we can and I know it'll help help a lot of us. Hey, and also talk, talk to me just a little bit about Tom Liner and what, what he brings to this side. I mean, we know that was hotly contested as to who wears the 10 and uh, he, he looks to have got the, you know, the early nod and he looks to be fitting in quite well and he's even giving raps to James O'Connor saying he's been a big help to him. 
no, Tom, he's he's twenty I think he's 20. not even twenty one yet, but yeah, twenty. He's he's so mature for his age and you just look at him go out there, he's got a massive right foot kick which which gets out of trouble and I guess for for me I just love how he never tries to overplay his hand. He, he he's got some big and fast outside backs outside him, so he gets it in their hands and doesn't overplay himself and um it's a credit to him. He didn't do too much pre-season. He had a lot of niggles and on a sort of train only a couple of weeks most. And then, I guess, comes out round one as a performance like that. So, um, I guess that's just a credit with uh, how much potential he has. Yeah, definitely. Mate, what about that penalty try? Let's have a little, little uh, think about that. Vernavalo, Ver- good centre kick. Jordi Patea's onto it. Just before he touches the ball, Max Jorgensen nails his arm. You know, his head's on the other side of his body. It was a bit stiff, wasn't it? What do you think? A penalty try only or yeah, have they got to get sent off as well? Yeah, well, I guess... So firstly, Geordie just should have caught it and scored and would have saved a bit of hassle. But um, no, I guess if you're going off the rugby rules and what it's been, I guess, adjudicated the last five to ten years, like it had to be, a, I guess, a yellow card and penalty try. But I can see where, where people are a bit annoyed how it's kind of a double penalty with, with both. But um, yeah, as far as we're concerned, we would have thought it was pretty stiff if they didn't get the other card too. Yeah, that, no. that's right. But gee, Wes, he didn't do a lot wrong. Yeah. Hey, you know they're going to be up. It's Jordy Barrett's 100th Super Rugby game, so they're going to be fired up. And as I, as I mentioned right at the start of the interview, we don't have great records against these New Zealand teams. I think we've we've won one of our last 14. But uh, that means that you've just got to come in with a new mindset. And as you said, the back half of the game, the, the back end of the games, we seem to be with them. Harry, until you know the sixtieth minute or so, we're really competitive, and then we've we've dropped away. Yeah, you know that that's been it's probably been it for for most Australian teams for quite a while now. And I guess for us, I guess we're we're hoping we've got we've picked quite a strong bench this week too. So we're hoping once they come on, they can bring a real difference. And um, yeah, like it's a new year for us, a new sort of style, and we know they haven't sort of seen us play this for. Or probably ever, so we're, we're pretty excited to, I guess, get into them. And um, we got them this week, and then Chiefs at home next week at Suncorp. So it's a, it's a good time of the year to get some Kiwi teams and really try and put some good performances on the park. Yeah, imagine if you do beat the Hurricanes in Melbourne, that that crowd at Suncorp, mate, it'll be it'll yeah. be just starting to balloon out a bit. And it's not that hard, as you said, mate. You just got to hold a good scrum and and keep a great backline in check. <laughs> Yeah, more exactly that deal. <laughs> <laughs> there he goes. He's turned into coach now, Harry. Isn't it good? Hey, mate, thanks for your time. We really appreciate it. It's a huge weekend in Melbourne. And, of course, you're going to see the the Canes and the Reds live and exclusive on Stan Sport from 3 o'clock on Sunday afternoon. Mate, thanks for your time today and all the best. Good luck, Hatch. Thank you very much. See you, guys. Coming up to 6.57, uh, breakfast with Patton Heels on uh, Friday, March 1, start of autumn, Heels. Stump Heels has already decided for the week. Uh, it's very, very tough. Uh, he's been he's been merciless this week, to tell you the truth. Hey, very quickly in the golf, good news for Minwoo Lee. He's made a bit of a charge on the back nine at the Cognizant uh, in uh, Palm Beach. So he's chipped in for Eagle at 13 at the par four. You said you saw it. It was only 40 or 50 metres, so he's all but driven the green there. Yeah, that's right. And then made birdie at the next, another par four on the 14th. He's just made par at 15. He's three under for tournament. So sitting top 30, seven under leads. This is day one. There's only a couple of Aussies, Aaron Badley 
Uh, I think they might be the only two Aussies playing in this event. It'll be a big money event. Don't worry, they move over now to the East Coast. So Badly chugs along, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's he make nice money. He's he's always there and there about. Makes the cuts, etc. But uh, yeah, hasn't been a winner for a while. So uh, yeah, but uh, Minwoo, who they they love over there, the crowds are, are loving him. He's uh, all of a sudden gone from midfield to uh, three under and top thirty now, and uh, he's still got a couple to play. Mm. Uh, all right, let's get to this. Stump heels on SENQ. Well, he just said, I mean, the key is in the question here, Hills, um, and he's keen to just pile drive you into the dirt given that you're down 3-1 for the week and can't win. Who holds the record for the most points scored by an Australian-born player in the NBA? We're just sort of chatting about Patty Mills apparently being moved on earlier this morning. So, uh, yes, he's... Got an NBA theme here. Who holds the record for the most points scored by an Australian-born player? Mm. And you're saying it's a very difficult one. In so the NBA. And you haven't thrown... Well, it may not Mills be for the NBA lightly. fans. I'm just... You know, I'm not a huge follower of the NBA, but, I mean, this might be easy for NBA fans. Hmm? I mean, the likes of Andrew so Bogan... not obvious that great... he was born in Australia then. Mm? Joe Ingles. <laughs> Jack's just feeding me with lines here, but... Bogut and the Eagles, they've been around for a long time. But would that be right? Time. It's not obvious that he's Australian. Matty Mills. Yeah, no, you're, not. you're throwing them in. <laughs> Matty Delavanova. Oh, oh, the names hey. just roll off the tongue. Yeah, look at you go. <laughs> Thon Maker is another one. Ben Simmons. Is he over there now? <laughs> Thon Baker. Thon, Thon Maker. Thon Maker. What about Gazy? Hey? Yeah. <laughs> These are all names that you should consider when you're thinking of your answer here. Look at Donchich. Hmm? Did he, was he born in Australia? <laughs> no, in, I don't think. In transit? <laughs> he may have dropped in at some stage. Coming up to the 7 o'clock news with Vanessa, we'll provide the answer to this question right after that.